0: His great desire was to find out what sort of a reception he might expect, so he entered Delaware Bay, and when he stopped at a little seaport in order to take in some supplies, he discovered that there was but small chance of his visiting his home and his family, and of making report to his superior in the character of a deserving mariner who had returned after a successful voyage. Some people in the village recognized him, and the report soon spread to New York that the pirate Kidd was lurking about the coast. A sloop of war was sent out to capture his vessel, and finding that it was impossible to remain in the vicinity where he had been discovered, Kidd sailed northward and entered Long Island Sound. Here the shrewd and anxious pirate began to act the part of the watchdog who has been killing sheep. In every way he endeavored to assume the appearance of innocence and to conceal every sign of misbehavior he wrote to Sir George Bellamont that he should have called upon him in order to report his proceedings and hand over his profits, were it not for the wicked and malicious reports which had been circulated about him. It was during this period of suspense, when the returned pirate did not know what was likely to happen, that it is supposed, by the believers in the hidden treasures of Kidd, that he buried his coin and bullion and his jewels, some in one place and some in another, so that if he were captured his riches should not be taken with him. Among the wild stories which were believed at that time, and for long years after, was one to the effect that Captain Kidd's ship was chased up the Hudson by a man-of-war, and that the pirates, finding they could not get away, sank their ship and fled to the shore with all the gold and silver they could carry, which they afterwards buried at the foot of Dunderberg Mountain. A great deal of rocky soil has been turned over at different times in search of these treasures, but no discoveries of hidden coin have yet been reported. The fact is, however, that during this time of anxious waiting, Kidd never sailed west of Oyster Bay in Long Island. He was afraid to approach New York, although he had frequent communication with that city, and was joined by his wife and family. About this time occurred an incident which has given rise to all the stories regarding the buried treasure of Captain Kidd. The disturbed and anxious pirate concluded that it was a dangerous thing to keep so much valuable treasure on board his vessel, which might at any time be overhauled by the authorities, and he therefore landed at Gardner's Island on the Long Island coast, and obtained permission from the proprietor to bury some of his superfluous stores upon his estate. This was a straightforward transaction. Mr. Gardner knew all about the burial of the treasure, and when it was afterwards proved that Kidd was really a pirate, the hidden booty was all given up to the government. This appears to be the only case in which it was positively known that Kidd buried treasure on our coast, and it has given rise to all the stories of the kind which have ever been told. For some weeks Kidd's sloop remained in Long Island Sound, and then he took courage and went to Boston to see some influential people there. He was allowed to go freely about the city for a week, and then he was arrested. The rest of Kidd's story is soon told. He was sent to England for trial, and there he was condemned to death, not only for the piracies he had committed, but also for the murder of William Moore. He was executed, and his body was hung in chains on the banks of the Thames, where for years it dangled in the wind, a warning to all evil-minded sailors. About the time of Kidd's trial and execution, a ballad was written, which had a wide circulation in England and America. It was set to music, and for many years helped to spread the fame of the pirate. The ballad was a very long one, containing nearly twenty-six verses, and some of them run as follows. My name was Robert Kidd when I sailed, when I sailed. My name was Robert Kidd when I sailed. My name was Robert Kidd. God's laws I did forbid, and so wickedly I did when I sailed. My parents taught me well when I sailed, when I sailed. My parents taught me well when I sailed. My parents taught me well to shun the gates of hell, but gainst them I rebelled when I sailed. I'd a Bible in my hand when I sailed, when I sailed. I'd a Bible in my hand when I sailed. I'd a Bible in my hand, by my father's great command, and sunk it in the sand when I sailed. I murdered William Moore as I sailed as I sailed. I murdered William Moore as I sailed. I murdered William Moore and laid him in his gore, not many leagues from shore as I sailed. I was sick and nigh to death when I sailed when I sailed, I was sick and nigh to death when I sailed. I was sick and nigh to death, and I vowed at every breath to walk in wisdom's ways as I sailed. I thought I was undone as I sailed as I sailed, I thought I was undone as I sailed. I thought I was undone, and my wicked glass had run, but health did soon return, as I sailed. My repentance lasted not, as I sailed, as I sailed. My repentance lasted not, as I sailed. My repentance lasted not, my vows I soon forgot, damnation was my lot, as I sailed. I spied the ships from France, as I sailed, as I sailed. I spied the ship from France, as I sailed. I spied the ships from France, to them I did advance, and took them all by chance, as I sailed. I spied the ships of Spain, as I sailed, as I sailed. I spied the ships of Spain, as I sailed. I spied the ships of Spain, I fired on them amain, till most of them was slain, as I sailed. I'd ninety bars of gold, as I sailed, as I sailed. I'd ninety bars of gold, as I sailed. I'd ninety bars of gold, and dollars manifold, with riches uncontrolled, as I sailed." Thus being overtaken at last, I must die. I must die. Thus being overtaken at last, I must die. Thus being overtaken at last, and into prison cast, and sentence being passed, I must die. Farewell, the raging main. I must die. I must die. Farewell, the raging main. I must die. Farewell, the raging main. To Turkey, France, and Spain, I shall ne'er see you again. I must die. To execution dock, I must go. I must go to execution dock. I must go. To execution, dock will many thousands flock, but I must bear the shock and must die. Come, all ye young and old, see me die, see me die, come, all ye young and old, see me die. Come, all ye young and old, you're welcome to my gold, for by it I've lost my soul and must die. Take warning now by me, for I must die, for I must die. Take warning now by me, for I must die. Take warning now by me, and shun bad company, lest ye come to hell with me, for I die. It is said that Kidd showed no repentance when he was tried, but insisted that he was the victim of malicious persons who swore falsely against him. And yet a more thoroughly dishonest rascal never sailed under the black flag. In the guise of an accredited officer of government, he committed the crimes he was sent out to suppress, he deceived his men, he robbed and misused his fellow countrymen and his friends, and he even descended to the meanness of cheating and despoiling the natives of the West India Islands, with whom he traded." These people were in the habit of supplying pirates with food and other necessaries, and they always found their rough customers entirely honest, and willing to pay for what they received, for as the pirates made a practice of stopping at certain points for supplies, they wished, of course, to be on good terms with those who furnished them. But Kid had no ideas of honour toward people of high or low degree. He would trade with the natives as if he intended to treat them fairly and pay for all he got, But when the time came for him to depart, and he was ready to weigh anchor, he would seize upon all the commodities he could lay his hands upon, and without paying a copper to the distressed and indignant Indians, he would gaily sail away, his black flag flaunting derisively in the wind. But although in reality Captain Kidd was no hero, he has been known for a century and more as the great American pirate, and his name has been representative of piracy ever since. Years after he had been hung, when people heard that a vessel with a black flag, or one which looked black in the distance, flying from its rigging, had been seen, they forgot that the famous pirate was dead, and imagined that Captain Kidd was visiting their part of the coast, in order that he might find a good place to bury some treasure which it was no longer safe for him to carry about. There were two great reasons for the fame of Captain Kidd. One of these was the fact that he had been sent out by important officers of the Crown, who expected to share the profits of his legitimate operations, but who were supposed by their enemies to be perfectly willing to take any sort of profits, provided it could not be proved that they were the results of piracy, and who afterwards allowed Kidd to suffer for their sins as well as his own. These opinions introduced certain political features into his career, and made him a very much talked-of man the greater reason for his fame however was the widespread belief in his buried treasures and this made him the object of the most intense interest to hundreds of misguided people who hoped to be lucky enough to share his spoils there were other pirates on the american coast during the eighteenth century and some of them became very well known but their stories are not uncommon and we need not tell them here as our country became better settled and as well-armed revenue cutters began to cruise up and down our atlantic coast for the protection of our commerce, pirates became fewer and fewer, and even those who were still bold enough to ply their trade grew milder in their manners, less daring in their exploits, and, more important than anything else, so unsuccessful in their illegal enterprises that they were forced to admit that it was now more profitable to command or work a merchantman than to endeavour to capture one, and so the sea-robbers of our coasts gradually passed away. End of chapter 32 End of... Buccaneers and Pirates of Our Coasts by Frank R. Stockton